Hey everybody, that is uh, DeBaser from the fucking Always Amazing Pixies, one of my favorite bands back in the day, one of my cousins got me into them, and uh, yeah, I mean, I always liked them, <laughs> but <clears throat> the biggest deal now, or the reason why I picked that song, actually was because, A, what the title's about, but also just the lyrics alone, like, he's basically talking about how... Um, the film, actually, that's the line that he was saying that sounds French, but it's really not. I believe it's actually Spanish or something. But um, there's a movie called, uh, what the fuck was it? It's the name of the song, or it's in the song, Unchin Adelu or something like that. But he says Adelus, just to make it rhyme. Like, um, he says, I, yeah, I'm, I am Anchun Adelicia. Like, and then he goes into, I'm the debaser. What he means by that is, um, he saw this movie, that's the name of the movie and stuff like that, Salvador Dali, who's fucking pretty out there and stuff like that, I don't, I don't know how much of you guys like art, but if you look up Salvador Dali, you'll find all kind of crazy shit, just how he looked himself was pretty fucking crazy, he had like a badass little mustache, like, <clears throat> before it was cool and shit like that, and he would always like do a striking face whenever he took photos, um, I know there's another guy that made the movie though, I want to say it was like, um, fuck, Bonel? or something like that. There's like a few uh, surrealist style artists from back in the day that I know of. The other one is uh, the dude that did Holy Mountain. Uh, Aldamaris Alda or something like that is his name. Well, anyway, you guys can look that up. Holy Mountain was like his, that other guy's great one. But this film was um, Anchin Adalun or Adalu. Yeah, Anchin Adalu <clears throat> is the name of it. And the only, like I said, the only reason why I remember that is because that's what fucking Black Francis is saying in the song over and over. He's like... I am Antun Adelusia, but um, he's talking about it, and he even, like, pretty much, the if you ever look up the movie or look up it on YouTube and shit like that, the one scene that's going to come up a lot is when they uh, slice this female's eye open with a razor, and that's what he's saying in the lyric, like, he literally says, like, slicing up eyeballs, I want you to know, yeah, um, let's actually, let me just look up the lyrics, fuck it, don't understand why I didn't do that already, do 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 uh, you got me a movie. I want you to know. <clears throat> Slicing up eyeballs. Girl, you're so groovy. So yeah, he watched this movie with a chick, and she got him into it, and he was fucking all about it. Don't know about you, but I am on Chin Adelusia. But like I said, the the movie or the film was called, that's pretty cool that I remember that. The film's called Anchun Adelu. And uh, then he goes into, I want to grow up to be, be a debaser. And what he means by that is, in the film itself, um, the whole movie itself is actually about that. Like, it's about fucking a dude that's literally doing a bunch of weird shit. And um, he uh, he basically is um, talking about how by being a debaser, you're, you're ruining, like, the basis of morality. And uh, I want to say they meant it in the art form, too. Because, like I said, this is surrealist art. And this is back in the day when, like, surrealist art was, like, the shit. Like, I don't really think there's that many surrealist filmmakers out there anymore there's a few don't get me wrong most of them are like they do shorts but like full-fledged film wise i mean there's a uh, what the hell's that new movie with uh nick cage not new it's kind of old um something of color or something of rainbow that was like a like a surrealist type film um so it's fucking out there but like i said the one that everybody talks about besides this one is um holy mountain if you've never seen holy mountain fucking awesome i want to say it's pedro almador or something like that, is his name sick ass fucking like he's out there man like you know 
Well, it's criterion type picture. So I don't like I said, I'm a big like uh film head. And um that that's like kind of standard shit. I guess they'd show you like if you ever take a art class for like uh movie theory or film theory and show that, they'll show you that type of thing just to fucking like within the first week, they'll show you something like um like that and then they'll show you something like an avant-garde film, you know, where like everything's about symbolism because a people don't have money. That's pretty much to me <laughs> that's what I get out of like avant-garde flicks where it's all like oh man it's avant-garde it's like in other words you didn't have money to make it look good i get it like not everybody has fucking now it's like fucking what millions and millions like you have to have like at least 100 mil to do something pretty decent in a film visually i mean not just like um not just like you know a great story great story could be done with anything you know like those are some of my favorite type of films or, or ones that are just really structured perfectly where um uh the story itself tells way more than anything else like uh what's a really good one that i would suggest people like i mean it's kind of b-rated acting wise if not c-rated but uh the first movie of the collection of cube that fucking thing is ridiculous man like i've shown a bunch of people that are mostly horror heads like if you're a horror person go ahead and trip it out on it because that's probably how you would ever get into it but it was like an ifc film back in the day and shit like that and it was always on just cool shit like i said this this is me the last few years of high school into the beginning of me first going to college before I quit the first time. So, uh, yeah, like stuff like that. And, um, the reason why I picked that is because I'm 38 now. Wait, let me see. 24. Yeah. 38 now. So I told myself that before I hit 40, two years before, which is now that I would focus big time on health. I kind of slowly already been doing that. So it wasn't that drastic of a thing of like, Oh, I'm 38 now. Fuck it. I got to change everything. I eat a lot of leafy greens, fucking kale's all right. Like I'm used to that taste now. It's not a fucking big deal. Uh, spinach is cool. I fucking added to a bunch of shit. Um, spinach in your, um, in your, uh, spaghetti people fucking kill you don't taste it because you got the sauce already in it but you're gonna get the nutrients in it and it's gonna fill you up a lot more because i mean well anyway pasta does that already but if you're gonna like start somewhere uh, i would suggest that like you know just add spinach add some leafy greens to your pastas you know or or you know lasagnas and stuff like that. Like anything that's kind of like italian style like you know layers add it to that shit i mean don't get me wrong uh I'm Hispanic, so, I mean, I could say add it to that shit, but nah, dude, you fucking add spinach or fucking kale to a fucking taco or, or burrito, that's fucking nasty, dude, like, don't get me wrong, like, it, it, the closest, I guess, you would do is maybe get a, um, a spinach wrap, like, the tortilla, and then make the burrito with that, like, yeah, that's good, because it doesn't matter, you're eating the meat and the cheese and beans or whatever you put inside your burrito, but, um, yeah, like, to add a leafy green to, to most Mexican food is, like, just stupid. I don't know. Like, don't get me wrong. There's probably good shit out there. Probably, like, if a chef made it, you know, it'd be great. But, like, at the house kind of cooking, you know? Nah, fuck that. That's dumb. Um, but, uh, yeah, like, like I said, that, that's one easy way to do it. Like, add spinach to, like, your pasta. I mean, but for me, like, I, I do different types. So, you know, I don't just buy regular fucking spaghetti noodles anymore and shit like that. I buy fucking whole grain or whole wheat. Uh, the best type actually is heirloom wheat. It's real light. Um, anybody that's ever gone to Europe or fucking lives there, because it turns out there's a bunch of you guys that like actually listen to this that live in Europe. That's pretty badass, I think. But um, I can find out right now, actually, while I'm looking online already. Uh, but yeah, um, uh, heirloom wheat. That's normal wheat to them. <laughs> like, 
Like, it's funny that in America we have to call it that because it's different, but <clears throat> in reality, that's just regular wheat. They don't, um, it's not enriched with stuff. Like, out here, the first thing you see, but most people really don't pay attention to that shit, is uh, heirloom, heirloom wheat. Heirloom wheat is, um, or not heirloom, um, enriched flour, it says, or enriched wheat. That's basically wheat that's been treated with hormones and uh, a bunch of other shit that, you know, it's good if you're trying to gain weight and, like, feed people, which is what America's first priority was back in the day. Because, I mean, this is fucking, like, talking about the Dust Bowl era type shit of America, you know? Um, oh, here, I got it up. Uh, Germany, Singapore is big right now. Fuck, fuck yeah, dude. Singapore sounds badass. You guys just had a UFC event out there. It was awesome. I think fucking um, uh, Santos got robbed on the decision. That was kind of bullshit, but what if? Uh, crazy surprise with Texera uh, uh, losing. And that, that was crazy last minute, dude. And like, who would have thought about that? Um, Jean Wei Lee fucking knocking out. Uh, um, what the fuck? It was Boogie Woman. Um, Joanna Janjacek. Like, that was crazy. Her retiring, that's fucking crazy. So, I mean, you guys had a bunch of stuff. Spain, I mean, they do wheat and stuff like that. Uh, Bangladesh, you guys have always been there. You guys are, I guess, just falling down on that stuff. The few people are listening, but thanks for them. Uh, France, Denmark, Iran. Hey, check that shit out, man. You guys are cool. Um, India, uh, all over. Like I said, Bangladesh is also, but India's underneath. And then the UK. So, it kind of varies all over. But, um, yeah, so back into it. Yeah, uh, wheat, it's enriched flour and shit like that. Like, like I said, Dust Bowl era when people were fucking poor and starving and stuff like that, it made sense. They needed to start treating um, our wheat and our grain and everything with stuff that'll fill you up. And carbs are the easiest way to fucking get full. So, boom. But society now, like, continuation, we don't really change things. The government doesn't give a fuck about people. Like, at least our government doesn't. And I mean that by, like, American government. They don't care, like, at all. They really don't. Um, as long as you're happy and you're not really complaining, you're still going out buying shit. Like, look at right now what's going on with the whole gas price thing. Like, um, we were the first country out of the whole <clears throat> NATO to actually follow through with our steps of, like, oh, yeah, we're not going to buy gas from Russia anymore. Every other country in NATO, which is mostly um, Europe, you know, Western European, well, mostly Europe, really, because everything east of Europe is Russia and Asia. But um, all those countries, like the Baltics and all that shit like that, the countries that we invented after the war, um, they were they told our president, Biden, like, yeah, well, we need to get a supply first. We can't just do what you guys do because we don't have people with money like you guys do that'll just keep paying for gas. Which, hey, look at the fucking gas prices here, man. They're, like, if you don't live here, look it up. Like, California's fucking crazy. Uh, most of the United States is pretty nuts too. And I mean, this is places that are like dirt poor. Like, so I feel for those people, like don't get me wrong, me and my wife both work, so we're able to pay for it and shit like that. And it really hasn't affected us in the sense of like, oh man, I can't buy food anymore. I, I gotta cut back on shit. We're not there yet. I mean, I'm pretty sure we'll be all right anyway. But I mean, I, I grew up poor, so I know how to save money. So, I mean, that's kind of a benefit on that thing. But, uh, plus we cook at home. Like we don't really go out a lot. Um, don't really, you know, do fast food. I, I don't. My wife's been really good lately. She's uh, on a whole kick right now. I don't know how that started or whatever, but I'm not going to fucking complain, so that's cool. Uh, back onto the subject. So, yeah, DeBaser. Basically talking about how he hates the morality of stuff, and um, he's basically saying he wants to... He wants to bring that... He, well, back then, you know, remember, this is, what, 89? Like, the Pixies? 
Like, they were the shit back, what, 88, 89, up to about 90. 90, 91 is when they fucking started falling off, and the whole thing between him and Kim Dill fucked up. But new Pixies are awesome. And by new, I mean the three guys that always were, and they kicked out Kim Dill, and now they got Paz. And Paz is the shit. She was in Perfect Circle. She was part of Zwan. Um, she also had another band with her and her sister. If you ever trip out on her, Paz uh, Laz, Lazchun or something like that. Fucking hot chick too, by the way. But she could play, man. She could sing. So she took over the last Pixie album that just came out recently. It was fucking awesome. Uh, their new single, Human Crimes, or Crimes, I forget. Great fucking shit. Like I said, I, I love the Pixies. That's a, a great band that one of my older cousins got me into. Um, so, yeah. And um, lately I've been kind of just going backwards. Because, like I said, all the new music I listen to is mostly pop and, uh, and like, dance EDM stuff because of my daughter. But mostly all pop. And, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong, there's some cool pop shit, but I wouldn't even consider, like, a rock band anything anymore. Like, the last big one was probably Foo Fighters or Arctic Monkeys, and Arctic Monkeys aren't really a rock band anymore. Their last album was kind of, like, artsy. Should have been a solo album for Alex, but I guess the rest of the guys were like, nah, fuck it, dude, we'll play. So, they went on tour with it. Don't get me wrong, it's a good album, it's just not great to me like their others. But, I mean, I've liked a lot of their ones that weren't considered their best like um favorite worst nightmares to me were was their fucking awesome fuck man i love that record and a lot of people like their first one more so and then their third one was uh was humbug love that a lot lot of people liked it and then the next one a lot of people liked i forget the fucking name of it uh i said that's not my favorite album but a lot of people really like that shit so that's cool um and then their fifth one was AM, which is fucking goddamn perfection and shit like that. That was, that was just a perfect record, uh, front to back. I mean, there's a acoustic song at the end that's a cover. There's um, these really, really cool, like, R&B-type songs and stuff like that. Then there's, like, really fucking badass rock songs. But like I'm saying, like, rock and roll, like, to me, is kind of, like, going away. It, the only new rock that I can think of is mostly, like, pop rock. I mean, or what would be considered, like, pop punk back when I was a kid. Or like garage rock. And there's a lot of bands that are kind of doing that. Which is cool for me because my daughter right now is really big on music. Like, um, I guess it started with Disney movies when she was like two. She started singing along to them. And not just like, oh yeah, like making noises. No, she actually would learn the words and ask us like, what do they say? And then repeat it. And she sees the movies enough. Like, not with me. I don't really watch them that much over there. I'll put them on, but I don't really care. Um, but with my in-laws when she's over there, which like today they're they're at, at the in-laws. Um... She'll watch all kind of shit. Like, she's seen Encanto, like, fuck, countless times, man. And it's a cool flick. I mean, I like it. It's it's good. It's good. I, I actually like the songs a lot because um, there's actually, like, a moral to the story. It's pretty cool. Um, her new big one right now is Turning Red. She fucking loves that shit. It's got some pretty cool pop songs on there, which is a trip because uh, the guy who wrote it is, like, Ludwig, um, I forget his fucking name, God- Guden- Gudenbog or something. He's he's the one white guy that was with um, Childish Gambino for his whole records from... Um, Fuck, what the hell's the name of that fucking badass album? Like, uh, uh, it's it's not the last one, which is like the one that has a date, like 11, 24. It's not that album, but the one before that, that had like a bunch of like old school, like soul songs and shit. That guy, if you ever look up any live performances of that era, that white guy with really long hair, I want to say he's Swedish. He is now like the hugest fucking music producer for Disney right now. And I mean that in all senses, like... He's the one behind all the fucking Mandalorian score, um, the new uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi shit, um, pretty much any fucking 
show on Disney Plus right now. He's the one doing the music, or at least the executive producer and shit like that. He's fucking huge. He's like gonna become the new Hans Zimmerman, like pretty much. Uh, fucking talented guy. He did a bunch of these songs. Are I want to say he pretty much wrote all the music, but lyrically I don't think so much. But he sings on a lot of these songs. So there's like a fake boy band in the in the movie, and uh, it's fucking badass, man. It reminded me of like when Lonely Island did those two songs. Well, three actually, but. Uh, the first two they did with Justin Timberlake, where it was all like old school, like 90s R&B, it has that feel to it, because um, Turning Red is actually supposed to be, I think, like the year 2001, 2002 or something like that. I, I tripped out when I was watching, I was like, hey, they got old ass phones, like the old Nokia ones and shit like that, like with Snake, so that was kind of cool, but back on subject, so like I said, um, I I've been tripping out lately on... Um, you know, realizing that I'm getting to 40, you know, like, it's supposed to be a big deal, I don't really care, I've, I've always said that I, I always want to be older, like, since I was a kid, I've always thought of it, mainly because of a respect point of view, like, the way I was raised by my grandparents, when, because when, my parents both work, so, I mean, I would be at one of my grandparents' house in the morning before going to school, and then after school, I would either be watched by a friend from school, like, I would go to their house, or um, one of my aunts would pick me up and take me to my grandparents, and I would stay there. So I always had like an older influence or other people's influence besides my parents, you know, like I saw how other people lived and stuff like that. And um, I've always looked up to people that are older. I don't know. It just seems like, well, back then when I was a kid, it just seemed like um, it was cool to be old because fucking A, everybody listens to you. And it seems like as if whatever you say, like, oh, shit, that's pretty crazy. I, I didn't know that. That was kind of it. And me at the time, I always was like a bookworm and like a book nerd type kid. I, I fucking like reading stuff I, I still do to this day I just don't read as much as I would like to but um I try to knock out at least two to three books a year which is shit compared to like how it used to be man I used to be part of that uh Pizza Hut Club which I guess they're gonna bring back so that's kind of cool my daughter loves reading books um you know she'll actually like remember what the fuck we say when we read it to her to where she can read it back and right now that my son is a little over a year and he'll settle as opposed to like before, when she would try to read him a book, he was just running around grabbing it, trying to bite it and shit. But now that he's over a year, he's like, well, sit down and stare at her. Like, oh, look, and point at pictures and shit like that. She's trying to read to him. So that's fucking kind of cool, you know? I love the idea of that shit. But like I said, they're bringing back that pizza program. So fucking hey, man, free pizza from Pizza Hut. Don't get me wrong. Like, it might not be your favorite, but growing up, I love that shit. Their sauces just kill. So we're going to start doing that. Uh, I want to say it starts this summer, and since it's summertime out here, why not? I mean, we got books and shit, so you can read them, so you just got to prove to them. I don't even think you have to prove. I forget how the fuck the program works, but you, you just tell them you read a bunch of books, and they'll fucking give you points, and then you go in, and you get a personal, a free personal-sized pizza. Fucking A, man. That's, I'm all about that shit. So if my daughter sees that as a reward, that's fucking awesome, too. So, like I said, that was me growing up. I always thought that way. And um, so now that I'm older, I've been thinking a lot more because, uh, like I said, once, once I had kids, it changed everything for me. And I mean, everybody always says that, um, uh, I know people that it didn't change shit. Like they don't give a fuck. They're just like, Oh yeah, it's my kid in the backseat and shit. Like they still do stupid shit and everything. Like don't get wrong. It's, well, whatever, man. Like you're not related to me. So I don't really care. I, I'm not going to fucking be like, Hey, do you need to change fucking what you do? I, I'm never been one of those people. Uh, uh, don't get me wrong. I mean, if it comes up in conversation, like, oh, do you think this is right? No, I don't. But I'm not going to fucking point out to somebody else who's doing their shit because, A, I don't know people, you know? You don't know anybody on the street when you fucking run into them. I don't know their life. They might be fucked, you know? And that might be them doing their best. They might be doing a whole lot better than could, is expected. So I, I'm not one to judge people unless I know them, first off. Then, then I can tell them whatever because I know them personally. But... 
I, I don't care. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it does kind of suck when you see shit where you're like, fuck, that's fucked up, man. I feel bad for that kid. But that's fine. You can feel bad for the kid. That has nothing to do with the parent, though. Like, well, it does. But, I mean, you don't have to tell the parent anything. And so, with my, like I said, with with me, after having my kids, I, I began to focus more on that. Because, fuck my life. I never really cared about my life anyway. Uh, <laughs> maybe, like, if you watch old boozing dudes, you fucking exactly realize that. Or listen to... Uh, maybe, fuck, I don't think they're on anymore, but if you listen to any of the old episodes of Booze and Dudes, that's probably the closest, because my original SGR podcast was just me reading old journal entries of me when I was single after my first, after me and my ex split up, and it was just me reading a bunch of shit that I had written while I was being a fucking complete debauch, like, I was fucking horrible, man, I, I was pretty much doing drugs freely, I mean, weed was like an everyday thing, didn't fucking really matter, on the weekends when I was going out, I would fucking cocaine was like for like that was standard shit i was always fucking coked out um a bunch of my buddies were on pain pills they were really big on um what the fuck was that shit called uh they would crush it man fuck the fuck was it it was a stupid pain pill i don't know um fuck man i feel bad that i can't remember it but yeah i used to do that shit with them and i don't mean like oh yeah we just take the pills and fucking throw them out we would crush them and snort them like we were getting fucked up all I ever got out of him was a fucking headache. Like, I mean, if I was drinking enough, I guess that headache wouldn't, I wouldn't care about it. But in average, I was just like, yeah, I got a headache. This is weird. But I got into morphine. Uh, I started fucking not just doing drugs and trading them with people, but I was selling drugs because I would just get a bunch of shit from people. What the fuck? Codeines? Oh, codeines. I got fucking hooked on. That was my shit. Like, I gave up alcohol to do fucking codeine. Codeine was the best. It's, it's a fucking really strong pain reliever, but... You could buy some that are for people that, like, really need it. <laughs> like I said, I, none of these were prescribed to me. I, it wasn't like, oh, yeah, I went to the doctor. Like, no, those are, that was high school days when me and friends would fucking go to the doctor and read. Because we would read a, a medical book that uh, one of my buddy's moms had. And we would read symptoms like, oh, well, what, why do they give people this medicine? Oh, for these symptoms? And all of us would go to our doctors and lie. And be like, oh, I'm being fucking really depressed about this. And, dude, doctors, some doctors are shitty, man. I just be like, okay, well, maybe I'll prescribe you this for a little bit and see how that works out. Bam, once you got that fucking prescription, fucking feel that shit. And, like, we would just fucking get jacked, man. This is, like I said, 15, 16 years old. So, it started young. And then, uh, from there, um, now I'm talking about when I'm 26. Uh, just a botch, dude. I was getting fucked up. And, like, some of the girls that I was dating were fucking awesome, man. Like, they were druggies, too, or whatever. They're like, oh, fuck, I didn't really like to party or do this shit. Like, fuck, yeah, let's do this. And they're, like, molly heads and shit. Like, a bunch of fucking chicks. Especially, like, EDM girls. That's, like, a standard for them. They, like, they'll drink alcohol because, oh, you know, fucking all girls that are single. Fucking, oh, I like going to bars. All right, whatever. But, yeah, molly was, like, a big thing with them. And I would just trade off of the shit that I have. Like, well, I don't have any molly, but I don't want to buy it. Like, I'll fucking give you something for it. Okay, cool. Fuck it. Thrash, man. It was awesome. And, um... I said I never cared. I, I I never really. I always wanted to get old, but at the same time, it was like if I die young, oh well. Like it sucks for my parents because you know that they're still alive and they would fucking have to bury their kid. And that's the worst thing. Now as a parent, I fucking can. I don't even want to imagine that feeling. Like fuck that, dude. If one of my kids dies young, I'm going fucking ballistic. I'll become like a some shitty version of the Punisher, dude. I'll, I'll fucking wrong all kind of shit. I'll be a like a vengeful person. I know that for sure. And um. I said, uh, getting my kids or having my kids like mellowed me the fuck out, and it made me start to realize that all the dumb shit that I used to do, like I said, in, in high school I got big on the whole anarchist movement. Uh, I mean, some people would now say it's a socialist, but I, I knew it wasn't a socialist thing. I, I didn't care for other people. I just wanted the rich to lose. 
Like socialist thought is more like, I want the rich to give back to everybody else so the poor is not poor anymore. I didn't give a fuck about that because in my head I was poor. I didn't. I wasn't expecting to like ever be equal to anybody else. It was just nah, dude. Fuck that. This person burned and wronged people. I want them to fucking be wronged in front of everybody. I want them to be corrected. I want them to be like tortured, or whatever. I was like trying to hurt people pretty much. And uh, a little after high school, well, mainly at the end of high school, really um, into college, I, I started hanging out with all these little fucking. At first, it was just a bunch of little punk rock kids, you know, that were like ANCAPs and, um, and anarchists and shit like that. But from there, it, it started to turn into like all kind of crazy shit. One of my cousins uh, stuck into that. She, I want to say she's still into it a bit. Not as bad as she used to. She used to fucking live in communes and shit. Like legit travel across the United States with these people and stay in houses and shit. Like squat. They did all that shit. They were fucking badass. Uh, I hung out with them a few times. Um... But yeah, we used to do fucking horrible dumb shit, dude. Like, uh, anarchist cookbook shit. Like, uh, we used to fucking go into McDonald's and, like, fucking break their toilets. There's a, there's a little recipe where you put, like, an old sock and you mix uh, dry cement into it, like, and it's going to swell. And you also put this other stuff. There's a list. Like I said, online, fucking all this shit's, like, widely available. It's still illegal, but we would do that and uh, flush them down the toilets. That way you break the toilet. So eventually that place would have to fucking pay money to fix their toilet it's basically just you're not destroying the business but you're fucking it up to the point where like people won't go there for a while and that business is now having to spend money on shit because you like they have so much money in in my head and all the group that i was hanging out with at the time we knew they had money they're fucking that's a billion dollar company like probably now it's like a trillion dollar company damn near or something like that. you know like hundreds of billions and shit like that so we didn't give a fuck about them having to fix the fucking toilet of hiring a plumber for what a few hundred bucks fuck that who cares that's good like that plumber's making money and that company's paying for it good that's what we're all about the other thing we used to do and um i still tell people like if you really want to fuck with somebody like horrible this is what you do you go out to their electrical box um uh, company ones mostly now have like a lock and key and shit out around them because of stupid shit that like i said not because of what me and my friends used to do but because of what people like us used to do um, you break it, right? You grab the the bubble that has a little spinner, and don't touch the inside because it's fucking electric. You'll get shocked. But hold the glass because glass is insulated. You know, like you hold that, you shake it off, it pops off. And you gotta do this while the place is closed. You can't do this while it's running because once you pull it out, the fucking power's gonna go out. So they're gonna know right away. Like, oh shit, there's somebody fucking with their shit. But you do this like in the midnight hours or really early in the morning. But Pretty much between, what, 11 p.m. and, like, 3.30, 4 o'clock. So you pull it out, and you get nail polish uh, remover, like the acrylic, or actually just nail polish, I think. It doesn't matter, but if you use clear, it's, it's going to be more, they're not going to know what the fuck it is. If you obviously use, like, fucking pink or, or another color, they're going to be like, oh, somebody poured shit over here so that you could see. But you get the, krill, the, the clear um, uh, nail polish. And you put it on the ends of the two rods that go back into the unit. So you soak it in that. So it's going to be covered in that. What that does is it creates this block that it won't send electricity through. You push the fucking thing back in once it's dried. And now they're not going to have any power. You push it back in, close it up, lock it back up and everything, and then fucking leave. The next day, to most of the time it took them like at least a day to figure it all out. That whole fucking place would be closed for a day. So you pretty much shut down like a McDonald's or like I said, Starbucks, shit like that. And um, I said, this is what, right after high school. So Fight Club had already come out in my, like Fight Club came out, I want to say when I was a junior, if not senior. The book came out when I was a freshman, I want to say, if not uh, uh, eighth grade. 
I only know that because a girl that I met in high school was like a big time fucking reader. That's all she did, pretty much. Like, uh, her fucking parents sucked. Um, I mean, I, I wouldn't say I dated her, but I was with her a few times. But I was a really good friend, too, on top of that. But, I mean, I, we hooked up and we'd done stuff. But she would give me books all the time, man. Like, oh, you would like this book. It's really great. Like, she's the one who got me into Bredis and Alice, who to this day is still my favorite author just because I love the way he writes. He writes like a journal. Like, he writes like he's talking to you. And not all of his books are like that. I mean, American Psycho is fucking his most known book, but it's not even his best. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's fucking hilarious if you actually read the book. The movie's kind of funny if you understand what, what you're looking for. It's satire, but um, when you read the book, it's fucking psychotically, like, humorous. It, it, he's over the top. You're you're hearing a psychopath's thoughts, and he's not a psychopath in the sense of, like, oh, yeah, he just fucking reacts and just, oh, fuck you, and it gets all mad. No, he tells you thought-provoke-wise from the beginning to the end, like, why he does what he does. It's, I said, it, it's weird because he does it in a humorous way. Like, there's one whole chapter where he talks about Hugh Lewis in the news, talking about how, like, they're the greatest band in the world, and this is a fucking perfect album and shit like that. It's fucking a trip. So, um, this chick got me into that stuff, and, like I said, I, I read Fight Club through Chuck Palahniuk. Pa- Chuck Palahniuk is, like, one of the greatest also writers. Like, he, his style is fucking a trip. He was actually inspired by British and Alice. Um, if, if you want to read another book of his besides Fight Club, because, like I said, the book's a little bit different than the movie. Not crazy different, but, I mean, there's multiple books, um... Tyler comes back in part two, um, him and, uh, Martha. Yeah. Marla have a kid. Uh, there's all kind of weird shit in the, not the first book, the second book. There's, I want to say there's three books total, but, uh, in the second book, it kind of gets all over the place. Like I said, that's the kind of style of how the book was written as opposed to the film. But, uh, he has another book called pygmy. Fuck man. If you, if you're into kind of weird shit and stuff like that, and like you think fight club, when you read the book, you're like, that shit's fucking funny. Read Pygmy. That shit is fucking nuts. It's funny as shit, but it's fucked up. Um, so like I said, that's the way I grew up, like, thought-wise. Like, just, like, go out there. Um, I kind of went over this on the school shooter thing. I'm like, yeah, man, like, people have fucked up thoughts, but just don't act on them. Like, write it out. Do something creative with it. And like I said, these people have done some pretty creative shit with their twisted thoughts. And I love that. I love the idea of being creative with it. Express it in a different way. And there's no need for violence. Like, don't get me wrong. Violence is a necessity of life. It's fucking going to happen no matter what. But if you're smart enough to contemplate why you're doing these things as opposed to just a reaction. Like, if somebody hit me, then I'm not thinking. I'm just going to hit them back. That's not a fucking, like, me thinking all through. Like, oh, man, I can't believe that fucker hit me. Um, morality and all these things. Nah, fuck all that. Your thought's not there. That's an instantaneous thing. That's fine. I'm okay with that kind of violence. I understand that kind of violence. Like, the way I grew up and where I grew up, like, that's normal. If I punch somebody on the street right now, I'm pretty sure they'll fucking try to hit me back. Um, but if you have a conscious thought and are able to, like, dwell on that shit, do something with that. Create art, man. Like, make videos, do fucking, write books, write stories, do something creative with it. Don't fucking act out and lash out. I hate that. I think that's the most cowardice thing of people because the people they go after are never the ones that did anything wrong to them. Like, if they're mad at their fucking family, they tend to never go after them, you know? They always go after fucking, what, like, horror movies. You go after the weakest person. The reason why people kill, or serial killers kill women in the horror movies is because, uh, women are less strong than men. Duh. But, I mean, if it was based on reality or truth, look what most serial killers kill. Prostitutes and shit, like, people that aren't, like, drifters. But also kids. But you don't see that shit in horror movies. You don't see horror movies going after little kids because, yeah, it's fucked up. Like, nobody wants to hear that, you know what I mean? So, but 
I, I mean that in the sense of like do something with those thoughts like change it like fucking in your story make the guy kill a bunch of fucking big ass jocks like fucking that's cool i'm pretty sure that book will sell like crazy people might get all mad about it after it becomes a bestseller like can you believe this book about killing uh, a bunch of chads is uh is fucking famous who cares fucking it's a book like that person didn't do anything <laughs> okay if they inspired an idiot i get that like yeah it sucks but idiots are gonna do idiotic things anyway so you can't get mad about that shit so anyway i'm going on a fucking different tangent but uh yeah song debaser <laughs> um i love when i go on these rants like like i said that's where the show is the show like oh fucking hey man i'm back um but uh yeah um being a debaser he, he's basically talking about like I said, uh, what he thinks of, um, society, he wants to change it. He, he wanted that. And that's cool, man. I, I love the idea of, of changing things, you know? Um, it's, it's a good thing. Do something creative with it. But my whole thing right now lately has been, uh, just, I mean, I, on my own now, and now that my kids are kind of older, you know, my, my youngest is a year and a half. He takes his naps. When he takes his naps, I'm able to watch shit, you know? And I, I always tend to watch things that either A, make me think, because otherwise, what's the point? Like, I don't need to watch shit where I'm like, I already know what's going to happen. That's why, that's why I hate most horror movies. Where like, 20 minutes in, I'm just like, oh, man, that's the hero, and they're, okay, and this person's going to die because they're, I get that. Fuck that, dude. I hate that shit. Like, um, the last, the newest horror film that I'm kind of excited about is Black Phone with Ethan Hawke. That dude does weird shit, man. I mean, you got to respect him in my head as an actor because of what he does. Like, he did uh, Sinister. If you've never seen that, it's fucking awesome little um, thriller, I guess I would call it. Like I said, most horror films that I like aren't really horror. They're suspense, uh, psychological horror, or like a thriller type film. Like, those are the type of things that I enjoy. Like, The Shining, to me, categorizes a horror film, but I would call it like a psychological thriller, more so, or like a... I don't know. It's not a horror movie to me, but I love things like that. Um, Maniac, um, the old 1980s film is fucking awesome, uh, especially for what it was. Like everybody in that movie wanted to be a part of it. The guy that um, don't want to ruin it, but I mean, the the most gruesome death in the film with that involves a shotgun. The guy that gets murdered was the guy who uh, did the special effects. So he went ballistic when he was like, fuck it, you're going to kill me? You're going to kill me awesome, and I'm going to make a badass prop for it. Awesome flick. But the remake with Elijah Wood, fuck, man, not enough people fucking saw that movie or film. That shit is brilliant, dude, because, A, it's a psychological film. The first one from the 80s was like that, too. You heard his thoughts. He was thinking out loud, you know, well, not out loud, but he was thinking and you would hear it. He was narrating the film. The new one with Elijah Wood, you're literally first-person view pretty much the whole fucking movie. Like, I want to say during the credits, it kind of goes, like, to a cinematic thing. But 90%, if not 95% of that film is shot from first point of view. So you only see his hands when he's putting them in front. And everybody that he's interacting with is looking at you directly at the camera. So visually, it's just a stunning film. And like I said, I mean it visually in the sense of not just the style, but like cinematically, like the lighting's fucking perfect. The colors are perfect. Everything about it is like beautiful. Um, and then it just happens to be a horror film, like a slasher flick. But like I said, it's a psychological one. So it got me on there. There's a bunch of cool flicks like that. Um, these are, like I said, the type of things that I, I interest myself in. Uh, not meaning that in the sense of like, oh, I like fucking serial killers. I don't like, like I said, I've been watching Formula One. I just finally finished that. Um, What's another one I just started watching? Ooh, if you have Hulu, uh, Letter Kenny. DK Murphy from STD got me into that show. Fucking awesome, man. I would call it like a more modern day uh, Trailer Park Boys. And I mean that in the sense of like the first three seasons of Trailer Park Boys, which are like fucking perf. 
After that, yeah, it kind of got fucking fell off. It just became a recycled version of itself, to me at least. I, I mean, if you like it, that's cool. Uh, somebody does, you know. But uh, Letter Kenny was <laughs> is fucking a trip, man, or was. I have no idea if it's still on or not. But it, it's a trippy show. It's fucking cool. Real quick, fucking. Um, I would even suggest it to people that like The Office, and I mean both versions. Like I love the English one, but uh, if you're if you found out about The Office through the American one with Steve Carell, fine. I mean that. I don't like it, but. I'm not against people that get into that and then want to know more. Like I said, Parks and Rec was really good, and that's kind of a rip-off of it, too. But Parks and Rec was cool to me because at least it was kind of creative by starting a new story. The Office, the American version, was literally a rip-off of the UK one. The first two seasons are pretty much first the same fucking thing. So I hate shit like that. But uh, if you like things like that, there's um, that, that that would be another thing to kind of point it towards. Like, uh, Letterkenny was really like that. It's real quick. Uh, camera shots. Uh, Arrested Development, the first three seasons of that I would compare that to also but um the lead character on it on the show of Letter Letterkenny is uh Shore Shorey Shorezy Shorezy and um there's a new show now that's a Hulu exclusive called Shorezy and it's a whole season about him being a hockey player for this fucking shitty team that he eventually wants to make perfect awesome fucking series man I binge watch and to me when I say binge watch I mean two hours straight <laughs> Uh, but the, sh- the episodes are only like 20, 30 minutes or something like that. So I watched the first four, if not five episodes. Awesome, man. Fuck, that show's so good. I was fucking cracking up like out loud. I don't give a fuck, man. That show was great. So I'm going to probably knock that shit out uh, the next time I'm off with, with uh, without the kids and stuff like that. Or one of the days that I'm, I'm alone when, uh, when the guys aren't getting together, which I'm about to be late to. Um, but uh, yeah. So, uh, fuck, where is this going? Yeah, the baser. I said, um, uh, go against society and chill out. I used to be that kind of guy. I get it. Um, but the older I get, I think the main reason why I was that way was because it was just me. Like, who was I ruining? Just my own life. I, I, never, I didn't affect anybody else's life but my own. I mean, don't get me wrong. My parents would probably back me up if I ever really got in trouble and chill out. But I wouldn't have fucked their life up. Like, they wouldn't have lost jobs or anything for, over the shit I did. They would have probably looked bad to like the public or to friends and family and shit, but it wouldn't have fucked them up in the sense of like they would have been scratched like today people. Like today, like I'm pretty sure uh, Kyle Rittenhouse's fucking family's fucked. Like if you're his fucking cousin or something, people are like, oh, fuck you, which is stupid, but whatever. That's its own uh, episode or conversation. But the way I mean that in the sense of like when I didn't care, when I was like a anarchist type person and shit like that, I didn't give a fuck because like I said, I, I didn't care about it in the socialist sense of like, oh yeah, fuck yeah, man, you're rich and I'm poor and I should have what you have or we should be level. Fuck all that. That's fucking stupid. If you work harder than me, you deserve more. Uh, that's just a fact. I, I know a lot of people don't want to hear that, especially nowadays where they're just like, no man, well I'm disabled. It's kind of fucked up. It's like, yeah, well you're disabled, but look where you live. If you're in another country, they would have fucking killed you at birth or let you live to be about three or four and your parents would have gave you up to an orphanage and they would have had to deal with you. So don't talk about like, oh yeah, I'm not privileged. Fuck yeah, you are. You live in America and you're fucked. You get all kind of fucking privileges, man. Don't get me wrong. I, I get it. We're, we're not a fucking like shitty country. We're not second or third world. We're getting there. Fuck, man. Pretty soon we might be. Like in 20 years, we might be second world nation and shit. Or we're asking for money for other countries. China, mainly. But um, I was in the sense of more of like, yeah, you're rich and you're corrupt. I want to ruin you. And um, I only mention this because I, I rewatched it. Well, I didn't watch all of it, but I walked in while my wife was watching it for the first time. The Batman, the new one. Awesome fucking flick, everybody. A lot of people would like to talk shit about it. I liked it. I mean, facts. 
and you can argue me with this one all you want, uh, it was better than uh, Batman Begins as a starter point, way better. Um, as a trilogy, who knows? You know, like I said, the Dark Knight trilogy didn't become the Dark Knight trilogy till the Dark Knight, which is the film with Joker. I think the Joker scene should have been added back into the Batman. I get why they didn't put it in there because then it would have kind of messed everything up. But if you haven't seen it, look it up. I want to say it's on YouTube. It's like five or six minutes where he's having a conversation with Joker. Joker tells him it's their anniversary and he shows him papers of like, hey, what do you think of this new killer out there? You know, and he talks to him basically saying like, hey, he's kind of like you. He's a uh, real vengeful and shit like that. Real cool, great flick. Um, I would compare it to that. Like that's how I was in my head. I didn't like I want to kill anybody or hurt anybody, but I did want to ruin people or companies. I, I I was that person pretty much up until recently where I was like, dude, fuck companies, man. I don't give a fuck. I'll steal from a company, but I don't steal from people. Um, but at that point, I was kind of ruining or helping ruin people's lives, really, because I mean, some of these companies were like um, private owned, man, like a family business and shit, and all it was was that the group the older people in the group the ones that were deciding all like the targets and everywhere where we're going after they were more of like hey we know these people and this place is vulnerable so we're gonna go fuck with this um fuck what the hell's the name of that fucking show on netflix really great show now i'm talking about all this but uh yeah it's so debaser like i said now that i'm an adult and i got my kids and everything um i see the point in making society better i see the reasons behind wanting more for others because I'm thinking about it from my kids' point of view. Like, don't get me wrong, I don't, I don't agree with a lot of shit that a lot of parents are saying. Um, but, anarchist. Anarchist series, there we go. Um, but, no, not that one. It's suggesting love and anarchy. Not the fuck, not that one. It's some cool show. I want to say it's German. German. It's like, we are the one or we are something. We are the wave. Fuck yeah, man. Watch that shit. We are the wave. Um, uh, it's in English, dubbed and stuff. It's really good dubbing, though. It's, uh, we're signed the well. So, we are the wave. Great fucking flick, man. I, I identified with that really heavily while watching it. I was like, oh, man, that fucking, like, me and my stupid-ass friends when we were in high school, the ones that thought, like, oh, we're gonna change the world. <laughs> and um, that's what the song debaser, to me, reminds me of. It's like, yeah, I'm a debaser. I don't give a fuck about moralities or anything. I'm going to do my own life, and I'm going to make shit different. I don't want chaos. I wanted all this. And at one point, I did. But now that, like I said, I'm getting older, it's it's an old joke that the older you get, the more conservative you get because you want order and structure because you realize that young people fuck off, and they have the same thoughts that I used to. They're like, fuck this, man. I hate this, and I want shit to change. And I get it. But the way the change is happening right now is all about uh, identity, and I don't really like that. Because once you get into identity, and that's your thing, like I said, with me, it was more of like, I hate rich. I hate billionaires that don't give a fuck and are taking advantage of shit. That was my thing. That's not an identity. That's not a type of person. Like, I know billionaires, well, I don't know them personally, but there are billionaires in the world that are fucking pretty cool. And then there's billionaires that are pieces of shit. But you can't label them all the same just because they're all billionaires. You know what I mean? And that's where I separated the two in my head. Like, this whole identity shit of like, oh, yeah, well, I'm this kind of person, and I'm a minority, so you need to focus on me. No, we don't. You're, all that we need to do is make sure that it's safe for you to be you, period. But that That's the way society should be, at least in my head in America. Uh, trans should be able to have rights. I get it. I don't may not even agree with it, you know, but they should be able to have rights. But to be able to change every fucking thing just to go for you, to give you an advantage, or to make sure that you're treated as you call fair... Fuck that, man. I'm sorry. You don't fucking tell... that To me, that's the same equivalent of being like, 
hey, uh, this 5'2 kid wants to play professional basketball. Sorry, not going to fucking happen. You better be the best fucking dribbler or fucking passer or stealer or some shit at 5'2 to be able to fucking hang with anybody in the NBA. I'm sorry. Just like, okay, like, I watch UFC. You could be a kickboxer. Cool. You'd be the greatest kickboxer. Go into UFC and see what happens when you throw a kick and a wrestler grabs you and fucking throws you to the ground. What are you going to do? Exactly. It has nothing to do about being the best at what you are or the one little individual group. You have to fucking group into society. Society is supposed to be a social thing. That's what it fucking meant. Society, social. It's about accepting and realizing what you're strong at and making everything else around you better. I always say this and I and I, it's kind of getting old to me, but I really do mean it. Fuck trying to change the world. Change your house first, your room first, and then change people around you. Think locally, fuck globally. You can't change the world. Like, right now, we're trying to fucking fix Ukraine and shit like that. That's fucking retarded to me, knowing what's happening in Yemen. Look up atrocities in Yemen right now, and you're going to be fucking tripping balls knowing that it's 2022, and this shit's happening today. And then if you want to go even more so, look at the apartheid and everything else that happened because of, in Africa and shit like that. That shit's fucked up. Nobody's fucking crying about that shit, huh? But all of a sudden, because we're talking about Ukrainians and Russia, which supposedly is our enemy... They haven't fucking done shit to us. <laughs> They're still, up until this war started, this so-called war battle, it's pretty much a battle for land. But uh, once this fucking thing started, all of a sudden we can't buy gas from them. But before it was totally fine, right? We were enemies, supposedly. We're supposed to hate these people, yet we've been buying the one resource that now we're all fucked up, which is changing everything. People keep forgetting, like, oh yeah, gas prices went up. I guess we're gonna, I just won't drive as much. Yeah, who fucking doesn't have that option? Truck drivers? Like, the world, our world, and when I say the world, I mean, like, the United States right now, but, I mean, all the world, really, like, any society that works, any country that's functional, gasoline is fucking a necessity, man, right now. I don't give a fuck. People are like, oh, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna make our cars all electric. Cool. Let's do that tomorrow and see how many people fucking live. Um, gasoline fucking rules the world still on mobility. Like, fucking to move shit across, they still use it. Truck drivers are now having to pay an increase on gas, which means companies are gonna have to pay them more. Which means they're going to have to charge more for everything they're hauling. Which means everything they're hauling is going to have to go up in price. Which means what? We have to pay more for that. So on top of us having to pay for gas, we're going to have to pay for everything that's being transported through gas way more. Food's going to go up. All kind of shit's going up. Look at the way the service has gone. Fucking during COVID, like Jack in the Box, every fucking random place. I don't know why I named that one. I guess it's because that's the last fast food place I went to when I went at my work and dropped somebody else off and I ended up getting this $8 milkshake and I was like, this is fucking bullshit. I can buy a pizza for six bucks right now and feed two people, three people, as opposed to buying one milkshake. That's how splurging we are. Anyway, so, uh, but like whatever fast food you guys know, McDonald's, Burger King, whatever, they were adding all kind of fucking services for free like hey how about you fucking order online and we'll have the food ready for you when you get here that was never a thought 10 years ago they would be like fuck you you can fucking stand in line like everybody else now that they needed it they did that and now guess what the fucking service hasn't gone up but since we're paying people more money because we had to you know fucking federal minimum wage is too low really okay Now, guess what? Those companies are going to hire less people, which means what? People are going to either work harder, not going to fucking happen at a fast food place, or service is going to get shitty, and food's going to get shitty. And guess what? Everybody talks about that now. Oh, man, I go to so-and-so. That fucking place used to be good, dude, but shit sucks now. Why are you still going? You're only contributing to it. The more you go, the less the quality is going to be. Because they're going to be like, oh, well, these people don't care, and we're still making our quota. As soon as a company starts going under is when they start changing their fucking, like, 
directives and their ideals and all that shit. We're like, oh, fuck, we got to make food better. We got to try harder to do something. We got to add more shit. We got to give them more. That's what's going to change everything. And that's what I mean by, like, uh, getting older has changed me a lot. And, like I said, that's why I picked this song. So, anyway, I got to head out. I'm going to be a part of another, um, probably Bucks Effect, maybe um, Dick's Power Hour. We'll see. But uh, thanks again for listening, everybody.